Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, friends. We are back with another episode of Tigris, and I am bubbling up with so many updates because we haven't had like a proper one-on-one in a while, like maybe a month or something. Um, I've been having a lot of fun introducing y'all to some of my friends and my sister friends, um, which is always so wonderful because obviously uh, this whole healing journey of mine would not be possible without those special people in my life. Um, That being said, I really do cherish our one-on-one time where I can just sit and like be brutally honest about life updates and everything like that. So this episode is going to be just me. And when I walked into the studio today, um, my sound engineer, Nick said, oh, he was actually going to tell me about his food poisoning. And he was like, oh, you know, like there's no TMI here because you like I experience TMI with you all the time. And it actually made me think I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I was going to do a whole episode about like my poop updates. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, is that too much information for this audience? And then Nick said that. And I was like, oh, wait, that's right. Like the whole construct of TMI isn't something that really exists in this space of Tigris. So with that, we're going to dive into a whole poop update. And I think that um, y'all will be kind of shocked a bit because I have a lot to say about this and a lot of new updates. So as a little bit of background, um, I've done quite a few episodes before on this topic of constipation and chronic constipation throughout my life. Um, If you've been a longtime follower of Tigris, there was actually an episode I did probably like a year ago where I was actually tipsy on red wine because it was the thing that I needed to be able to talk about constipation, which I think is really interesting because my whole career is about talking about like periods and puberty and um, things that uh, would make other people squirm. And yet, like when I still talk about constipation today, I'm like super 
like nervous and I do feel awkward and I have this like concern about TMI, but all of that we're not thinking about today. Um, but as a little bit of background, I've been constipated like my whole freaking life. Like I cannot remember ever a time in my life where I felt like I had regular bowel movements and I've always had close friends or boyfriends who kind of boasted about pooping one to three times a day. And I've never had that. Like, I'm lucky if I poop once a week, I think. And the idea of being in pain and bloated um, because I have so much poop in me is just like something that I've lived with my whole life. And as y'all know, my constipation in many ways is directly related to my mental health and not being able to like physically let go. Um, and also some trauma that I had around the anus area growing up. And so it's been complicated. It's been quite complicated. Um, and I've of course talked to doctors around it, you know, when you go in for your annual checkup and they ask about what your body's going through or anything like that, I'm always like, oh, I should probably mention that I'm kind of chronically constipated and it gives me stomach aches. And they always tell me the same thing, you know, take more Miralax. There's no such thing as um, overdoing it on Miralax. Just keep taking more and more. And, you know, I think that for me, that's what I've always done. I've just always relied on smooth move tea or I've relied on like very aggressively pushing any bowel movement like out of me in a way that is so painful. And that has been my experience for my whole life. And then when COVID hit, I think that because my life didn't have as many distractions because I was literally in one place at, for a really prolonged amount of time. And I was finally at a point in my career where I wasn't traveling so often, but I really had to be in one place. I was kind of forced by my, like by COVID to be a lot more in touch with my body. And what I mean by that is before COVID, I think that I never really thought about my bowel movements. And I also never thought about like my body care. I was just focused on getting workouts in so I could stay fit, mostly for an appearance, not for like a body feeling joy or feeling conscious in my body at all. Um, and then when COVID hit, like there was not as much overstimulation of my brain through work and travel and school to deny any of the pain that I was feeling in my body. So, you know, I, I say it in a way that kind of makes it sound negative, but like at the end of the day, that's a positive thing, like being able to be more in touch with my body, but it was a really big change. And so at the beginning of COVID, I started to realize like, wow, I'm in a lot of pain and my stomach is really freaking bloated and I look pregnant and, um, like I haven't pooped in nine days and, oh, wow, I'm starting to feel nauseous. And maybe it's because like, there's literally no more room in my stomach, um, to be eating. And for anybody who knows me, like I have a really big appetite. It's not that I'm not eating enough and don't, I'm not making any poop. Like I'm making poop. It's just staying up there and like hardening and calcifying. So for me, like the last two years in during COVID have been this like resurgence of focus on trying to figure out my bowel movements. So I started meeting with gastro doctors, getting referred to subspecialists and subspecialists. Um, and I've tried the three medications that they recommend for someone with IBS by the way, IBS, I think is something where people are like, oh, do you have IBS? Like you must be able to find answers. No, bitch. Like 
IBS is irritable bowel syndrome and you, anybody can be diagnosed with IBS if they don't have some sort of very regular bowel movement. You can have IBS because you poop too much. You can have it if you don't poop a lot. It's like such a spectrum. And so I tried the three meds, Linzess, Motegrity, and all just made me really gassy. None of them actually worked to flush out my system. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, you just have to drink olive oil. And I've tried doing that. I went viral on TikTok once because I literally was so desperate. I was like, you know what? I'm going to chug a few tablespoons of olive oil and let's see if this work. It did not work. It just made me feel really sick. And like, I drink a lot of water. I've been on Miralax. Like, I feel like I am at a point in my constipation journey of being so fucking desperate for a solution because it is, it is painful, but also like, even if it's not painful because I have such a high pain tolerance to it, it's just not comfortable. Like I'm not comfortable. And I literally don't fit into a lot of my jeans like half of the week because my poop belly is like so expanded And, you know, with constipation, like in my last romantic relationship, um, you know, he would always ask me like why I wasn't pooping. And I would always be like, oh, it's just because I'm like nervous about living with you and you're going to smell it. And I always like would make up these excuses. And now in my relationship with Henry, it's very different because I've really opened up to him about like how it's rooted in trauma and like how frustrating it is. And he's been nothing but supportive of making sure I have laxatives, like literally preparing my Miralax juice every single day like organizing the whole enema situation. He's been so supportive of it, but like even with all that support and gastro doctors and everything, I'm still at like square zero of not knowing what is happening, but there have been some developments in the last month. So, um, a few months ago I met with a subspecialist and he said, maybe I don't have IBS, um, because my symptoms are rather severe and I might have something called dyssynergic defecation, which basically means that like your anal, um, like the muscles around your rectum have been so, um, maybe like traumatized or trained not to like the feeling of clenching or squeezing your rectum that it just refuses to do it. And so you literally need to go to physical therapy to retrain those muscles. And he said that I have to get a procedure called anal rectal manometry. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about this and it's actually kind of wild to think about. And I'm going to try not to giggle because again, I don't know why I'm still working through all this like embarrassment around it. So then I have to get on this list for four freaking months. And I'm on this list because apparently a lot of people need anorectal manometry and there's not a lot of sub sub specialists. He actually had told me something like only six doctors in this region do this sort of procedure and are like, you know, notable for doing it. So I get on this list for like uh, an appointment that happened last week. So in late mid April, and I've been on, you know, waiting for this appointment for months. Meanwhile, I'm still constipated. Um, Again, I'm just not really thinking about it. I just think I've always had like a poop rock in me. I'm never fully fleshed out that kind of situation. So like uh, last week I get ready for this anorectal manometry and I have no idea what to expect. All I know from what my last gastro doctor told me is that there will be a balloon stuck up my ass and then they will inflate the balloon and have me do some exercises. And that is all I know. And so I wake up one morning, it's like at 8.30 in the morning, I get ready. I'm like so exhausted. I head over like to FIDI, the financial district in New York. And I get to the waiting room. I'm like drenched in rain, by the way. Like it it just seemed very dramatic. Like I felt like every bad omen was coming to me 
on the subway ride, like there was a homeless man who was really shouting at me and I just like tried to ignore it and like stay focused. Um, it was raining. I just felt, and I saw like many dead rats on this particular day and I just felt like literally going there. I'm not superstitious, but I just, I feel like I was so nervous and I was just reading into every sign, even though that's not something I do. So I get there and the woman, I forget what her name is, but she's like middle-aged, like really thick Russian accent. And we go into an operating room, like a literal operating room straight out of Grey's Anatomy has these big machines, like an operating table. She like shows me the catheter that's going to go up my butt. And it's like 18 inches long, an 18 inch long catheter. And it has like a little, um, deflated balloon at the end, which kind of looks like a condom to be honest, like a big, big condom. And she's like, okay, this is how it's going to work. Like the catheter is going to go up your butt. And it's just me and her in the room. I was a little bit nervous because technically the doctor, she was a physician assistant, but the doctor is like an older cis guy, which would have freaked me out. Just like, you know, given the trauma around my butt, And so it's like, I'm so nervous and I'm like so nervous to the point, like, I don't really, I feel like I didn't really know how to advocate for myself or like ask the right questions. I was kind of a little bit in this trauma response of like being a little frozen and just kind of like trying to get it over with. So she like gives me the, like the medical dress and she's like, take your pants off and your underwear off and then like lie down on your left side. And I'm like, okay, cool. I like make some TikToks like while I'm doing that, while I'm like de-dressing because I was like, okay, I'm going to document it and maybe making TikToks will make it a little bit more fun. And I like get on the table and the whole experience was honestly so triggering and like so rough and not personal. And there was no foreplay, like not that you need pillow talk for that sort of procedure, but like, I feel like I need a little bit more than what I got. So basically I'm like lying on the side and I'm like kind of holding my breath. And then she's like, okay, it's going to feel a little bit cold. And she's like, I'm just putting some lubricant on my finger. And she goes, okay, ready, breathe in one, two, and then sticks her cold finger into my butthole on two and a half. And it was so wild because I think that she was trying to like have it be one of those things, you know, when they pierce your ears and they like, don't want to like really have you, um, you know, like build too much. I'm on three. So they go on two. But I was like that. I felt like sticking your finger up my butt was not the moment to surprise me on two. But so she goes one, two poke. And like, I just feel her like little finger in my butt and immediately all my muscles clench. I was just like, Oh fuck. No. Like that's what my muscles was we're doing. And to be honest, like I kind of got the same sensation of like when I have like more of a depersonalized moment where I just kind of feel like my skin is crawling. It's like a big body cringe. Like, you know, when you see something that's cringy, cringy and you're like, kind of like your shoulders cringe up for me, like when I feel sensations about my, on my butt, like my whole body head to toes cringing. So she does that. And she just like swirls her finger around. She takes it out. And then she's like, okay, like, um, I'm going to insert the balloon and, um, then we're going to have you do some exercises. And I was just like, okay, fine. Like again, just in that mode of, I just want to get this thing over with. And so I hear her like lubing up the again, 18 inch catheter. And then she's like, okay, one, two, three, and like deep breaths. And she just like slowly starts inserting this thing. And I kid you not, I literally posted a TikTok video of this 18 inch long catheter with a balloon at the end. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? 
Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to Geico becomes an easy choice. Switch to and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us pod to learn more. So she puts it all the way in and then she's like, okay, we have to let it adjust to your body temperature. And so I'm just sitting there in complete silence with this stranger, just like waiting for this catheter to to warm up. And then she's like, okay, now you're going to feel another cooling sensation because we have to insert a lot of lube around the balloon to make sure that it doesn't irritate the walls of your rectum. So I just start feeling like this cold gushing thing, like in the pit of my stomach. And basically at the end of the catheter, they were jetting out all this lube. And then I had to wait for that cold lube to warm up. And then she like inflated the balloon a little bit. Like I could literally feel some pressure and I could hear like her inserting air. And I looked back and the ultrasound was like kind of showing different warmth and measuring the pressure within my bowels. And she, we had to go through all these different um, tests, like over the course of like 10, 15 minutes where it was like, okay, you're going to do something where you like hold in your poo. Like if you had poo to go like hold in, like create that sensation of holding it in, we're going to hold it in for 30 seconds. And it was honestly one of the most awful feelings ever. And in that moment, I realized like how much I hate this feeling of holding in. And it was actually kind of an eye opener for me because it made me realize like, oh wait, I don't actually hate the feeling of like pushing out it's the inserting, right? Like when I have to hold in, which is, I guess, you know, going back to my trauma was like the slow feeling of anything that I didn't want to be inserting. Like that's the same feeling, you know, when you like poop and then you're like muscles kind of like retract in, like that is a feeling that I hate. And like, even if I go like this and I'm like kegling my butthole right now, which is like kind of what people do on like their vagina. Like if I do that, I like hate it. I get that whole cringy feeling. And so we had to do this part of the test multiple times because every time she would be like, hold in, hold in. I couldn't do it. I just didn't like the feeling. I didn't want to do it. I I just wanted it to end. I was so not into it, but I had to do that quite a bit. And then we had to do the same thing, like pushing out for 30 seconds. Again, she was saying like, usually you're, if someone doesn't have dyssynergic efficacy or like trauma around the area, you would be able to hold in for 30 seconds and not have some sort of immediate panic to change that feeling. And I could hold it in for like 1.5 seconds. So it was just a lot of like, pull in, pull in, freak out, pull in, freak out. So it was a lot. And then I went to therapy right after, which I feel like was 
it was an accidental scheduling thing that I really needed. And I felt like I was in a good place mental health wise. Like I had enough coping mechanisms to be like breathing through it and then like get out of that operating room as soon as possible. And I went to therapy and during my therapy session, I was talking about how nervous I was to get like a positive result of this test. Like there was a part of me where I was like, I really want a diagnosis that will help because right now this IBS diagnosis is the most unhelpful thing ever because it is so broad. I've tried every medication for it, like the three that are supposed to be for IBS. Like, I feel like I need answers. And so there's a part of me that was like, okay, if I have this thing, I'll get a treatment plan. And the treatment is like six to 12 months of therapy, like anorectal therapy or something. And she was, my therapist was like, okay, like, we have to make a game plan for this because if you do get this and you have to do this physical therapy, that therapy will be triggering, but it's so needed. So I feel like over the last few weeks, because I thought there was, there had to be an hundred percent chance that I had like positive results for this because clearly IBS solutions aren't helping. And so I've just been waiting for this, these results. And then two weeks later, I got a note yesterday that said, you know, there definitely are some minor things to be concerned about, but not to the point that I'm going to recommend you doing this physical therapy. And I have like really mixed feelings about it because again, there's this whole weight lifted off my shoulders. Like, thank God I don't have to go in once a week, have them stick another balloon at my butt and do stretches and physical therapy for it, because that would be so awful. But at the same time, I'm like super disappointed. I'm like, okay, so I'm back at square zero. I have no idea what's wrong with me. And like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? But there is one positive thing about like, I think having this dialogue, which is that I have felt so alone and embarrassed about my poop situation my whole life. Like in my family, it's kind of been a running joke that they like playfully tease me about all of that. And I feel like now that I've been talking about it more on social media and I've been like making jokes and like, I went to a Rihanna party a couple of days ago from my friend Jelena, who you heard from on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and everyone had to dress up like Rihanna. And because my belly literally looks pregnant, I dressed up as pregnant Rihanna and it looked very accurate. So like there are small things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this a little bit fun. And like, you just have to laugh through it. Like I haven't pooped in eight days. Like that's awful, but like you kind of have to laugh. Like this is ridiculous. And I've been posting about it more and I feel like I'm again, becoming more comfortable. Like talking about my body, talking about my bowel movements, which I think is really positive in the overall need for me to focus on it more because this has been such a triggering thing. I, I've, I've just always avoided working on it. Like I don't want to do laxatives. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to, um, drink smooth move tea. I don't want to shop for more laxatives. I don't want to talk to the gastro doctor. Like it's all triggering for me. And I feel like the more I talk about it and honestly, the more community I find on social media from thousands of other people, especially young women who all are severely constipated. I've been feeling a lot less alone, but I've also been feeling a lot of similarities around like the stigma around periods and period journeys, right? Like when you have a period, it's this very natural thing, but we feel embarrassed or nervous to talk about it because society shames us for it being like something that's wrong with our body. There's kind of similarities with that on constipation. And you know, I've talked about on the podcast before how really frustrated I get because people are always like, ew, I don't want to see your period, but it's like posting a picture of my shit, you know, like clearly I'm not shitting, so I can't show you anything. But also like, this is like, maybe we do have some stigma to break around constipation. And apparently I'm going to be talking about it a lot more. 
Um, there are also benefits to talking about it publicly because I do get other solutions. Like I do read through the comments and the emails and the messages I get from people who see my content and then they're like, Hey, I had the same thing. And drinking this cocktail of apple cider vinegar worked for me. Right. Or I recently ordered like different magnesium supplements and I'm going to take those. Like I am desperate for solutions, whether those be home remedies or not. And I'm trying a new one tomorrow. Um, I'm getting my first ever colonic tomorrow. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I'm a little bit nervous. As y'all know, I've had to rely on enemas to like forcefully clean out my system more. And enema is like where you stick a liter of distilled water and like Epsom salts up your butt. And like, I do it at home. I like lie on my bathroom floor. I stick this little tube at my butt. I empty like a liter of liquid. I hold it in there, right? Like I'm literally on TikTok or like watching TV, just on the floor, massaging it around, holding it in. And then I go to the bathroom. It always like works maybe 30% of the time. Usually it's like just the water, which I kind of self-diagnose as being because my poop is so calcified. It needs a lot more to be like flushed out or like, you know, made more liquid anyways. Um, but tomorrow I'm getting a colonic where I believe it's similar to an enema, except for rather than inserting water and then having it sit there, it's more like a longer tube that goes in. And then for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, it's like continuously pumping out the water and like kind of having it flush in and out. So I'm nervous, but I'm excited and I definitely have some more research to do and I have less than 24 hours to decide what sort of ingredients I want to have in my colonic. So you can do like a coffee colonic, a chlorophyll. Wait, no, I don't know if that's the right one. Like hydrotherapy, you can have CBD. Um, so I don't really know what I'm going to choose. I'm nervous because the, when I, you read online, of course, like there are all the side effects like death and heart failure that can come up, but I am excited for it. I feel like I really need to do it. And yeah, that's basically my poop update. I feel like I'm at square zero. I'm still on a search for more answers, but I feel like the biggest win for me over the last few months has been getting really comfortable talking about it. Um, and as Nick said, TMI like doesn't really exist on this podcast. So yeah, I'm sharing this with all of you because I've been kind of excited to talk about it and because I have have so many updates, but also because I want to say thank you for sending me different tips and tricks. Like I do follow them. I have been trying to drink more water. I've been doing more smoothies. I've tried flax seeds and chia seeds. Like there are things that I'm learning from all of you that I'm so grateful for. And in solidarity with all my other constipated friends out there, because I know there are a lot of us. So with that, that's me um, clocking out now. But thank you so much for listening to my rant about constipation. Bye y'all. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.